0: Well, welcome to another episode of breakaway from the rat race and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Derek Clifford. Uh, Derek is an author, a vlogger, a traveler, and a podcast host for Elevate Your Equity show. Uh, he's also the founder and CEO of Elevate Equity, which is a firm that partners with individuals and companies to purchase, renovate, improve, and operate cash flowing multifamily apartments. Derek, welcome to the show.
1: Eric, it is such an honor to be on here and talk with you again since our last podcast uh with another person
0: That's right it was, it was great to be on the, on that other podcast and and meet you there that was uh it was a great discussion great so um, as soon as we started talking I said wow well, I want to I want to have this guy on my podcast <laughs> and talk about his amazing experience um so yeah so let's let's get started uh, there's a lot of things uh so for for people that uh, that don't know Derek so he's he, we're gonna talk a lot about more about, I think, lifestyle, uh, and um, so just stay stick around to, to hear about uh, what yeah. his lifestyle is like. And this is something that uh, most people are just dreaming about. But you can see Derek is uh, is a young fella, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, Derek. So now let's talk about kind of a, okay. You were you worked as a W two job, and then you started doing. started investing in real estate and stuff like that and then how does that you know how did that progress into a point where you're really enjoying life differently than everybody else
1: yeah no thank you so i mean my life started out much like the story is supposed to go right eric it's like you go to school you get a good job maybe you go back to school and get a graduate degree and then you get an even better job and try to climb that corporate ladder that's really where a lot of it started but then you know as i was doing that process Um, I started getting really interested in the idea of passive income. And I can thank, first of all, my wife for that. And then secondly, I can thank the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad for that as well. Because once you read that book, I'm sure, Eric, you and the listeners understand who have read that book before, that that is something you cannot put back in the bag. Once you read that book, it's like your life is changed if you really get it right. And so, you know, after getting that, I started to get on this hunt of trying to find passive income. And I thought that the best way to do that for me would be to save up money and just invest in the stock market and then try to hit this goal where you can live off of a what is it, a 4% seed of whatever it is that you're... So whatever, if you put a million bucks in there, you live off of 4%, which is what, 40K or something. And you try to do that and just keep adding to your nest egg so that you can have an increasingly bigger lifestyle. So I went down that route and tried to save as much as I could um, and then realized that it was (laughs) going to take me about 25 years to hit that goal (laughs) based on my current savings rate and what I had going on with student loans and everything at the time. And I realized that that, that there had to be a better way. So I started looking at real estate and it wasn't until I met my wife um, where she kind of had this condo that she had bought in 2008 right before the crash, okay? So she purchased this thing for $250,000 two months before the meltdown happened. So we saw the house value or her condo value go from 250,000 in Washington State up near Seattle down to like 90K or something ridiculous like that. And by the time she was ready to graduate, the plan was, was for her to be able to sell the property and then use that to pay off her student loan debt. Well, hmm. as you guys know, it didn't materialize that way. By the time she graduated and she got her residency down in the Bay Area in California, um, unfortunately, she was only able to recover about you know 100K or so of it. So it only gone up to like 200,000. And at the time, we both didn't have the money to write a $50,000 check to cover the difference between you know payoff mortgage and 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 the sale price. So uh, what we ended up doing was we said, well, you know, maybe the only thing we can do is just rent it out because we can't afford like we can't stay here, yeah. right? It can't sit here empty. We've got to figure something out. So we ended up um, renting out the place. Um, and then that was actually a blessing in disguise because as we were doing that, it ended up, you know coming in like we got four hundred bucks a month over our expenses coming from our renters. And as we're making the trip down from Washington State to California together, I got my gears turning. It's like, man, you know, if this is what happens with real estate on accident, Mm -hmm. what would happen if we really went into this and did it on purpose? What do you think would happen, right? So then, you know, of course, you went down the journey of like exploring, you know, going into bigger pockets, listening to podcasts, And because of my engineering type mentality, it took me about a year to a year and a half to really truly understand. Oh, you're a fast engineer. engineer. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Um, But once I decided to pull the trigger, like there was a lot of mindset growth that I went through again, thanks to my wife to help me with like taking calculated risks and pulling the trigger and making action happen. And then once you have that first one going, Then it pretty much took off from there. You know, while we were investing, uh, while I was working a full-time job, I was investing uh, in single family homes out of state. You know, I was working in the Bay Area in California, wasn't able to afford my own house because the Bay Area is crazy expensive. Absolutely, I think you understand, Eric, and it's the same thing. (laughs) And so what I ended up doing was ended up buying houses in Indiana because you could buy them for like 50, $60,000, right? So ended up buying a whole bunch of those, maxing out my loans. And then figuring out that I couldn't get any more than 10 loans with Fannie Mae, which is those really nice, like conforming loans, right? 30-year amortized, all that stuff. So then I started looking at multifamily. I did one with the JV and that was a complete nightmare. I learned everything that I should not do (laughs) on that deal. And then got mentors, got educated. Uh, and then a couple of years later, I started raising capital and, and placing it in other operators and syndications. Mm-hmm. Um, got my own brand going uh, and really started to like lean into the business, especially during COVID because we we're doing all this stuff at home. And then now we're at a point where we're operating syndications and placing capital in other deals, doing joint ventures and just really enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little bit of a background of my real estate experience. And so I know that maybe we want to shift into something else a little bit later on, but I want to provide that background too. No, that,
0: that's, that's phenomenal. So I think, yeah, I, everybody knows about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think uh, I just kind of like start with that. But the Rich Dad, Poor Dad is kind of more like an inspirational book. They kind of give you some uh, ideas that are earth shattering for a lot of people. And uh, but it doesn't tell you how to do it. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that's, this is where you Mm kind of have to take the next step. And this is what you did is kind of like basically looked at, you know, bigger pockets and other podcasts and read books that are really going to tell you, okay, well, how do I, how do I do this? And, um, so this is, this is very, uh, very interesting. And you mentioned something that that 4% rule or what I call the Mm -hmm. the 4% withdrawal method. So yep. this is uh, for the people that are listening. Is that basically this is the, the big plan? Like for the uh, if you have your money in a four hundred and one k, so then nobody telling you this. But if you are waiting till uh, you you retire in your four hundred and one k, so you need to convert these savings into a stream of income. So one of the method is the four uh, percent withdrawal method, where you are basically withdrawing four percent of your asset of your the amount of, of your portfolio every year and uh and then you adjust with inflation for the following years after that but that's kind of what but you, like, as you mentioned you need a lot of money for that you need a, <laughs> this yes, is you when do. they're talking about all oh, right you need two million <laughs> you need three million in order to uh to do this and then people are just they just give up uh mm-hmm. i was talking to a friend of mine and he's like 50 years old and he's like you know how much do you have in your 401k I said i have nothing nothing 50 mm-hmm. years old. So this is 50 to 65, 15 years to save $2 million is, um, you know, <laughs> if you knew, if you knew how to do that, you would have $2 million right now. That's right. Uh, so that's, this is the other thing. So, and, and of course there's annuity, which is probably the worst, the worst thing you can do uh, to, uh, to get that stream of income and all of that, because the payout is so low. Uh, but rental is definitely uh, the best thing to do, um, in my opinion. And, um, and and if you wait too, so you, you miss a little bit of the advantages of having a rental property if you wait too long. If you wait until you're 65 to convert that $2 million that you have and convert that into get it out of the 401k and pay the penalties or whatever in order to, and, and the taxes in order to get your rental property, you're missing out on a lot of different advantages that you would have with, with uh, real estate rental you know, lots of tax benefits, 100%. also appreciation, paid on your mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's that's the thing. Yep. But so this is kind of interesting too, because you you basically, I'm sorry, I'm talking a little bit too long here, but, uh, you know, this is kind of, uh, yeah, You you figure it out and say, hey, this is like a 400 bucks a month uh, net cash flow. That's, that's not bad. Maybe I can do that again, you know? And this is, uh, you know, this is the beginning of the, you know, the, the light bulb, I guess, and then (laughs) then say, okay, let's do that. And how do you do that on purpose? And this is, this is critical, I think is Mm -hmm. figuring out that this is what you want to do. And then say, how do I do that? Asking the right question is how do I do this on purpose? And then pulling the trigger and then starting with a couple of deals and then getting that under your belt.
1: Right. So I I would say I'll try to keep this as simple as possible and short as possible because it really is up to you. You know, whenever you're doing this, keep in mind you are building a business from scratch. And I think that consistency is really big. And you also need mindset in order to bring you through so you can be consistent. So I always mention you need coaching, you need consistency, and you need the time blocking right? Or you need the, yeah. you, you need the, the tools, the resources, right? To do that. So if you have all three of those pieces together, right? Um, then you're going to be able to accomplish anything that you want. So you've got to be really intentional about those things. So I, I run my life on my calendar. It's just a simple fact. And I think that the easiest thing that people who go into the office can do to build something like this intentionally and on purpose is to come into the office an hour early. Okay. And time block from 7 to 8 a.m. or whenever whatever that time is. And do that. Do that every single day. Um, I did it for a year and a half or two years. And, and I saw massive results. And then I got to a point where I didn't need to do that anymore because I left my W-2. So if you're able to set aside that time before anyone else comes into the office and starts bugging you, right? You use the office as like a quiet space for you to escape the house, get away from the kids, the wife, or any distractions or husband, anything you have. Get there and focus on your business. Even if you don't know what it is that you're doing, at least read something, you know, go on forums, um, go check out stuff or plan out the rest of the week, what you're going to do for that hour. Um, And then, and then the other part of that is to be consistent uh, with that time blocking, being there all the time, having the vision to know that you're doing this for a reason and not doing it for, you know, you're just for, for fun, just for giggles. Right. Uh, And then also get a mentor. I think between yeah. those three things, you will be very surprised how quickly you can get started up in this business and start seeing results. It can mm-hmm. happen within six months when you start doing it like this.
0: Yeah. So I, time blocking, I think is, uh, is an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, and then not enough people are, are doing that and literally blocking <laughs> it in your calendar. So nobody can go and say, Oh yeah, I book a meeting over uh, on, on top of that thing or whatever, and then no, my calendar is booked. How can you you can't book anything on my calendar? Yep. So that so that's that's very good. So it also gives you makes you consistent, as you mentioned, kind of like if you if you have that in your calendar, you follow your calendar. You just okay. Well, this is the time where I talk. I'm thinking about my business and all of that, and I start planning and take action and do things to get um, to get to the next level. It might take a while at the beginning to kind of like get that routine going and then get, you know, the steps at the beginning, they seem to be pretty slow. But once you get close to a deal, you're going to see that the steps is going to accelerate. Your yeah. slow, slow walk is going to turn into a, a jog and a, a run. A sprint. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. The other advantage of time blocking is that And especially with your family too he said uh he said okay well i this from seven to eight or whatever time it is and said, i this is what i'm i'm working on that uh and then your whole family knows about it Mm -hmm. and uh and it could be anything like i i did time blocking for all you know for uh, for race like racing or bike racing or training for these races and then uh but my family knew that okay well from you know this time since six to eight or whatever is uh, you know he, eric is doing this and then uh, so they know then they don't bother you and the, ex, the ex, they know you're doing that and then they know you're going to be back at eight and then you're going to be available uh, but it also works the other way and it's like hey aren't you supposed to go
1: <laughs> aren't you supposed to do <laughs> this right. yeah it's exactly like, oh, God, the accountability
0: exactly so it's a soft accountability but Having mm-hmm. people know that, hey, you know, this is my time block. This is where I, I do this thing. You, you have you have these two things working together, and this is a very constructive dynamic that you're building, um, you know, for yourself and for the um, and your family. I think this is this is great. Right. Also, I just want to just one more thing too is that it works when you have a W two, obviously, because you know your time. You're basically selling your time to to a company, and then you have to carve out the rest. But it also works when you're not on w2 as well and you're working on your own business carve mm-hmm. out some time still to um to kind of
1: like plan ahead and do and work on your business i would say i'd add two more things because you're dead on there i think that um, doing it in the morning, I found to be the best because I've tried to do it in the afternoon or evening where it's either in the middle of the day where I've got all this scattered energy everywhere. And I'm not focused on what's important to me. I'm focused on what the day has directed me to do. And so you're not as efficient. So if you can do it in the morning, I highly suggest that because then it's out of the way. You know, once you finish what's important to you, then you can move on with everything else that's important. And when you go to bed at night, you can sleep well. Knowing that you've already covered yourself for what you, you're your, for your progress in the business, um, and then the other thing is that I cannot understate the importance of getting your wife or your spouse or your husband on board, yeah. because just like you had mentioned there really briefly about you know, how um, you can have your spouse be your accountability partner, you want them to be your cheerleader. And really, there's no one else in this planet that wants your success more than your wife, right? So you can either they can be your active partner where they're actually helping you inside the business, or they can be your support partner where they're creating a space for you and encouraging you right to do what you do best for that shared vision that you have with your spouse. So mm-hmm. that's why I think the vision piece is really important because then you realize that you're sacrificing this time and energy and effort for a reason to go to. And it's important to talk with your wife or your husband about why you're doing this so that every time you have the discussion, you remember that this is for building a life of future or, or I'm sorry, building a life of freedom.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, you you're not... I, you building this for your, when you're, for your, your family, your couple. So obviously having somebody that's on board that knows uh, what you're doing is, is critical. Also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the financial side too. I mean, if they have like, you know, the number of mortgages, maybe your wife can do also 10 more mortgages on, on the business. If she knows right. the, what you're doing, your wife mm-hmm. or your partner. Right. And then um, so, you know that's why you want you want them on board. The more they know about what you're doing, the better it is. Then you have two people that are networking for you instead of just by yourself. And uh, yes, you do all. You may be doing all the heavy lifting because your partner is doing something else. But you know. But eventually, when you get to financial freedom or close to it, then you know, that person can be more active in in the business and growing the business. That'd be your first employee, I guess, or your first uh, (laughs) business partner, right?
1: I always like to say too, um, that, okay, let's imagine two scenarios where you don't have your spouse on board. Okay. One scenario is pretty easy to imagine what's going to happen. If you go to an investment, you don't know what you're doing and you don't have your spouse's support and it goes bad. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's going to end up with your spouse? Probably not good. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, let's say it goes well. And you end up selling your property. Let's say if we're talking about single family homes for a minute, right? You end up selling the house and you're making like 50 grand off of it. Mm -hmm. And let's say that you worked your tail off, right? Your spouse has watched you. You sacrificed all this time and energy. And your spouse wants to take that money and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And you being the avid investor want to take all that money and reinvest it. Not only are you reinvesting your time, but you're also most likely going to be investing more energy and more money into the future. Mm -hmm. And if your spouse is not on board with you on that vision, when you're wanting to reinvest and roll the money in to to double down on your profits, right? Or continue to build, to exploit the system that you've set up. Exploits, maybe not the right word, but maybe take advantage, right? Take advantage, yeah. Um, Then that doesn't that's not going to end well either because now you have a vision and she doesn't have the vision here she's going in this direction Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that means it's going to cause distance in your relationship right so i think that either way if things go bad or things go good and you don't have your permission or you, you have like a, a you know a a nod from your wife at the very minimum yeah. you think you things could be spelling trouble for you if you don't if you don't yeah. sort that out
0: Especially, as you know, like I sold my house in, uh, in the Bay Area. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> you can imagine the discussion. It took, it took a couple of years to convince my wife that this was the good move. And uh, there's no amount of math that you can do to explain that, oh, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. Look, we can rent this house. And it really came down to me finding uh, a house, or my son actually found a house and it had, it was bigger, it had a view of uh, the Bay Area where we live, San Francisco Bay Area, and it had like a, also like a renovated kitchen, and it was the same kitchen that we had just finished, we just had just completed the renovation of our house, and then it was just like, okay, well, let's just go and look at it, and then, then we fell in love with that house, and I was just like, okay, this is much better, and you're telling me that now I would be we wouldn't be living for free if we sell the house and we rent this place, we'd be living for free. I said, so, Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah. But, but- it was, uh, first of all, you can't believe that this is actually true. And mm-hmm. then, but when you look at it and you do the math and you invest, obviously, you invest the equity or the, the gains that you did on the selling of the house into real estate as well that are cash flowing, then yeah, you're just like, my God! I mean, why didn't I do that earlier? So.
1: <laughs> you know, Eric, that is exactly my story. Um, I, I think that this is awesome how much we have in common here. Um, and you know, just to just to let you let you know, I think we were talking about this a little bit before we hit the record button. But um, the the fact, so we bought our house in the California Bay Area in in, in 2019, and we sold it in May of 2021. So oh, wow, this is very recent. Wow. we only had like you know we only had sixteen months or something inside the house or eighteen months in the house, and when we sold it, um, the reason we did is because we we had this huge gain thanks to COVID. I know that COVID has been really hard on a lot of people, so I want to respect that as well. But um, you know, for for me and my wife, it has been an incredible opportunity for us because a lot of work from home was allowed, you know, when I yeah. was working a, a full-time job. So a lot of the focus that I wanted to do, put in my business instead of commuting, I was working on the, on the business. Yeah, And um, we took our gains and we did exactly what you did, Eric. And we, we decided to start becoming Airbnb nomads traveling around the country, right? With very few possessions. And we took our capital gains and we started throwing it in investment properties everywhere that paid for our lifestyle. So now we own assets, right? That are cash flowing with or without us being there. And we don't have this huge house to pay a mortgage on and you know feel like we're obligated to do that. Instead, we have assets that are paying us for holding them. Exactly. And you have somebody
0: that's managing the properties and stuff Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about it. And this is why... Passive income is, is key. And this is what, uh, you know, everybody needs to focus on that and build enough passive income to achieve financial freedom. After that, if you want to do something else, you know, uh, you know, uh, you still want to work your W-2 job, fine. If you want to do something else and blah, 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 you can, you can do all that. But you have to start focusing on building enough passive income to uh, basically be able to live financially free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, because I mean, the four, we talked about that 4% withdrawal rule, you talk about 401k and all of that. I mean, if you do the calculation, think, a, think in the future, once you have X dollars in your 401k and you're ready to retire, um, then what, what kind of retirement are you going to have? How are you planning to convert that retirement? So do, do the simple calculation, do a simple planning about kind of like what that looks like. Yeah. And then, um, so that's one aspect of it. But also, if you want to retire early, well, your 401k is not going to allow you to <laughs> withdraw money before 59 and a half. Yep. So you're going to pay huge penalties if you, so if you, unless you think that 59 and a half is retiring early, then, uh, well... Yeah. then that's fine. You're going to be okay. But um, so that's that's the other thing you have to think about. So maybe 401k is not really the right vehicle. If you want to retire early, you have to think some some other way. You can leverage your 401k to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. If you do the right way, self-directed um, IRA, so, so, yep. uh, solo 401k and stuff. But-
1: QRPs. Yep. Qualified yeah, so retirement plans.
0: Yep. Exactly. So there are ways to do that and leverage that, but uh, this is great. So why, why are we doing all that? Why we, it's so much easier to work your W2 job and have your two, three weeks vacation every year and all of that. So Derek, why, why, why is it, why is all that work? What is all that talk about investing? I don't want to have a business. So why, what why are we doing this?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I understand there's probably two camps of people out there um, in, in your audience right now that are probably listening to our voices now there's one camp that says I hate my job and I don't like what I do. And then there's another camp of people that are like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't mind my job or I really, I enjoy what I do. Right. But I think that just in a way, the fact that you are giving, you're depending on this company for your livelihood that has zero loyalty to you. Right. And if they decide that, you know, they want to make a, a change in company vision, which is completely outside of your control. Then your job is gone, and what do you do now? You have uncertainty again, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one need that I realized that I need to fix. Mm-hmm. And so I originally started with just like supplementing my income with passive income, just to so just to kind of like shield that that downside protection, right? Because I don't, yeah. I have this. You know, Tony Robbins talks about the like six human needs. I have a really strong need for certainty in my life, right? And by being able to set up something on the side or some alternate investments or build up some assets somewhere, I'm ensuring that if that case does happen, then I'll be able to really rely on something at least as a stopgap measure until I find another job, right? So that was the first thing. That's where it all kind of started when I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But then, you know, I realized, well, if I just like push this to the extreme, like I can have this be my main thing and I can live life on my own terms, Right. And that's, so that's kind of where, where it happened. Like I, 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 broke into this thinking, okay, this is just a way for me to cover, you know, a stopgap situation. But then I realized, man, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And instead of trading time for money, as you so put it, why don't I trade my time for money in something that I own myself so that eventually I can step out of it or sell it or have just more control over my life. And yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard for me to set this up on the side, but that's where the mindset piece comes in, the constant reading, the talking with, you know, the average of the five people that you're with and elevating that, right, so that you're surrounded by people who think bigger and who can introduce you to ideas of, you, you know, get you to a point where you can say, Eric, oh my gosh, you can do that, or Even I get this all the time. That's legal. You can do that. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think it's really about just exploring what's out there and getting the vision in place. And if you have a big enough why, the how will get legs Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to get there. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, elevating who you're working with, talking with people that have done what you're trying to do or have done more than you ever thought you could do is really, really inspiring and helps you get the disgust meter for what your current situation is. And, and I hate to say that because a lot of people love their W2s, but I'm a huge proponent of like doing the W2 thing if you really like it, but building something up on the side so that you don't have to have that W2 because even though you may like your W2 now, you may not forever enjoy no. it
0: or your w2 may not like you in the future or
1: your w2 may not like you or need you that's right exactly
0: exactly so and w2 is great because right now it if you have a w2 this is a good time to invest in real estate interest Excellent. rates are low your w2 is going to help you get the loans that you need for rental properties if you yep. have a partner you can get you can get 10 mortgages your partner can get 10 mortgages your kids can get 10 mortgages you know all of that so you can start building your portfolio for for that the other thing too i mean if you look back i mean about uncertainty i mean the uncertainty of w2 i mean as you're getting older and people think oh i'm going to retire at 65 and stuff Mm -hmm. like that well you know only less than half the people actually retire when they thought they would be retiring Uh, a lot of people actually retire earlier than they were planning because they were let go early uh, and then they can't find another job or they find a job that is significantly uh, they, they don't get half the salary that they were mm-hmm. making before, or they get sick, or someone in their family gets sick, and they have to leave work in order to take care of that person. So these are all things that, if you think that you have, you, you know, you you don't like uncertainty. So if you think that you know exactly when you're going to retire and it's in your hands, you're going to decide when you may not, you may not know exactly when when you're going to be when you're going to be retiring, and as you get older. You know, you have younger people that have more energy, and they want to work for a quarter of your salary totally. and all of that. And I say, I can get four people like you. So, but you don't have my experience. Well,
1: I, I can train. <laughs> I them. can no get problem. four people
0: exactly. Like- <laughs>
1: so- yeah, and, and you know, you know, it's funny too, Eric. Because I remember a statistic that was told to me. Uh, I think it was five years ago. On average, the average human person walking around has a major life event like a major life yeah. crisis once every seven years Oh, wow. so you know whether it's a death in the family or whether it's a loss of a job or something like that and if you think about it right like you know you enter the workforce at age 22 or whatever that's the standard in the united states and then you end up working 60 years right or no i'm sorry not 60 years but you end up working 40 years about yeah. right yeah. and in the course of that 40 years, that looks an awful lot like having six huge life changing events, right? Yeah, yeah. That are oftentimes negative. Yeah. And to me, it felt like I didn't want to leave that to chance. You know, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I had something on the side to be able to depend on in yeah. case something went wrong. Like I was in the oil industry, right? And so this was beat into my head is that, like, yeah. you know, if the price of oil drops, which again, I don't have any control over at least the people in my network don't have any control over this. (laughs) I don't know the cartels out in, you know, in the, in Arabia, Um, but they are dictating the well-being of your own life. And that just didn't sit well with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but tell me more about kind of like the lifestyle. I mean, we talk about, yeah, this is all about money and stuff like that, but I think we don't talk enough about kind of like, what does that mean? Okay. So now I have, I have a portfolio and, of rental property, all my expenses are paid and I don't really
1: like my, my job and Mm -hmm. okay, but what am I, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yes. So this is why I, I highly recommend people start doing something on the side because it's that exact question that you said, Eric, it's like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? And um, if you're building up something on the side, it's, it's a lot of work, but you eventually get to a point where you can exit the W-2. And even though, like, if you if this is all new to you and you get all this great passion and then you decide to leave the job six months after getting into real estate investing, that's probably not gonna, I don't advise that because yeah. you, you, you have two things against you. you. You're new to the real estate space and you may not even like it. Yeah. So there has to be like this transition period between while you're working a full-time job where you've got kind of your foot on the pier and one foot on the boat, right? And you're yeah. trying to figure out, okay, which feels... Like which one do I want, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you put a little bit of weight into the boat and it starts rocking a little bit, and you're like, "Oh man, I better get back on the pier," or vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, and so you so you do that, and and I think, you know, um, what I realized is getting on that boat for me and yeah. and escaping the pier, that was something that my wife and I had been in our vision for so long, and when we realized that we weren't tethered by a job that's telling us where we had to work and when we could travel anywhere we wanted to go. And so yeah. what we decided to do, Eric, and, and this is maybe a little bit extreme. Uh, and again, I don't recommend this, but I want to, to, to be completely visible to you yeah. is I told you we had this huge capital event, right? We sold our house. Yeah. Our real estate portfolio right now of a bunch of rentals and apartment buildings and syndications, it still doesn't cover all of our expenses every month. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And, you know, again, I don't I don't highly recommend this unless you're very motivated and, and understand what you're doing. But the reason we did this is we had a cash reservoir, right, that we got from the sale of our house. And we knew that it was going to last us at least a year.
0: Mm-hmm. At
1: least it was like a year long runway. That's assuming we had no, um, you know, no extra income coming in, which is actually turning out to be the opposite case. We're getting a lot of income coming in. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so what we decided to do is we said, OK, we have a 12 month runway. We're going to take this shot because I've been investing in myself while I've been working a full-time job for five years, trying to build my portfolio up. So I set aside a certain amount. We did our math and we said, you know what? We can actually live longer if we can, if we live in Indiana or if we live in the Midwest, because we can move anywhere and our expenses go from like 10,000 a month, right? Down to like four. Yeah. And so that affords us so much life with the same quality of life, right? We can still live our lives. And so because we don't have kids yet, we're able to take advantage of that. And the way we thought about it was, hey, let's do this because we want to live the abundant life right now. Mm -hmm. If we had full passive income and we waited to get there, which would probably be another three, four years. That's awesome. But we know that when you step into the abundant state by living it, it starts attracting you. You start, when you step into abundance, abundance comes around you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we did. We decided that we didn't want to live in one house anymore and be, you know, have our own life determined by the size of our paycheck. Mm-hmm. We wanted to take the reins ourselves and do it right now. So that's what we did because. Our situation may change later. We may have kids. We may need to have a school district and a stable place to live. But yeah. right now, we just got to make it happen. So we decided to drop everything and go because we made those tough decisions of having a reservoir of cash, being yeah. able to choose where we live to to have our expenses be variable, right? So we can, if yeah. things are tough, we go to a cheaper area, right? Yeah. Um, and it gives us a runway. And finally, the third thing is that it's lighting a fire under us. Mm. Now we have to perform, right? We have the skills to do it because we were building it up while we were working a full-time job. We built a runway for ourselves, a, a set of time. And now we've got a fire under our butt forcing us to make this happen. And fourth and finally, I know I said three was finally, but fourth <laughs> and finally, what is the worst case scenario, Eric? Yeah. Worst case scenario, you
0: get Go back, back to work.
1: W2. Go back to work. So that's what we figured. We figured, why the heck not, right? Give us a year to give us a chance on ourselves to really go out there and and pursue something, right? And build something incredible with the time that we have. And when we made that shift, once we stepped into the abundant state, our mindset shifted and guess what? The brokers we we're working with picked up on that and dropped deals in front of us, deals after deals, and investors came pouring yeah. in because they were so proud of what we've done. Yeah. And so, you know, over the last uh, over the last year, actually, um, we went from having 16 or 18 multifamily units to now being in control of over 300 yeah. in about eight yeah. month time span, yeah. um, just because we stepped into it and really went into our skills and embraced the abundant mindset and right now we couldn't be happier yeah so.
0: no absolutely so <clears throat> interesting i don't know if you know the site the uh, visual capitalist, but they had a they yeah. had a chart a uh, few months ago and it was about how how long will your one million dollar last in different cities cool. and stuff like that and in uh in san francisco it would last like i think it was like seven years uh <laughs> and then you would go into memphis it would last you like uh 30 years or something like that and uh, so i thought it was pretty uh pretty phenomenal so if you can you can look that up uh on visual capitalists if uh, you guys are interested uh abundant life i think this is uh this is great i mean this is why we're uh we're living you know we want to enjoy life not uh And I think the key component, I think, in all of that, the fact that you stepped in, and this is why I recommend people that focus on financial freedom, right? Build that passive income. And then hopefully you get 100% of your living expenses that are done. But even if you're at 80% of your living expenses that are covered by passive income, You may want to consider, I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but you know, you may want to consider at that point point say, Hey, you know what? If I was just like a hundred percent dedicated to this, I would, I would make it, I would easily make the, the extra Mm -hmm. 20%. Time is the ultimate currency here. Um, when you're working full-time you all of that, you, you may not realize it, but you're not growing as you're not growing. You're not able to expand and take on more work. Uh, more uh, deals that you could do if you were full-time and when you're full-time doing what you love and being an investor and entrepreneur other opportunities are showing uh showing at your doorstep that you you wouldn't be able to do if you're full-time uh employees because you you just don't have time anymore they're just like you know you when you take out All the hours that you're sleeping, eating, working, and, uh, (laughs) you know, all of that, you're left with like 10 hours a week. And it's just like, uh, you know, it's not enough to start a new business or dedicate yourself to that. So time is is the ultimate, definitely. And now, so now you're kind of like, uh, you were mentioning uh, earlier too, like you're kind of like in the nomad and, mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit, inspire us about kind of where, you, where you are, where you're going and all <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. and.
1: For sure, I would love to. So, if you guys work really hard, right, on your business, doing your W two and, and making your bosses happy, and getting raises and doing everything, it's really funny. By the way, you know the amount of time, like it's, it takes you time to build up your business. But as soon as you start building your business acumen, it's surprising how you start getting promotions and raises because your perspective gets bigger, right? So that's just a little side effect. But yeah. what what that's bought us, Eric, is an experience where we started in the Bay Area. We went down to once we sold our house, we celebrated by going to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went to San Diego and then we were in L.A. for like a week or two. Um, and I know we, want, we were trying to get together, but we will get together next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went from there to um, Yosemite, National Forest in California, then to Tahoe. Um, then we went to uh, Reno and then Park City, Utah and Salt Lake. Uh, then we went off to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, then Denver, Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. Then we went off to Indiana to do a lot of like our investment stuff. Um, yeah. Then we hit Kansas city and St. Louis, then Memphis. Uh, yeah. And then we spent a lot of time over the holidays in Austin with my in-laws because they, okay. you know, we want to be with them for the holidays. Yeah. Um, and now we're back in Colorado. And from here, Eric, we're going to be heading West again. And we're going to hit the North rim of the grand Canyon Zion national forest on the way back, um, Las Vegas. And then we're going to be in LA at the end of March and then get this the end of march we're going to be heading to japan and we're going to spend oh, nice. 3 months in japan 3 months nice. in japan five different cities spending about 2 weeks each in in each city Mm -hmm. Um, And what's super cool about this is that I get to bring my parents out. So I'm flying my parents out to come visit us in Kyoto, and we already have all our Airbnbs booked, and we're just super excited for this. And we're going to be able to continue to work our our business because we've set everything up with our virtual assistants and everything so that we can work from anywhere in any time zone. Um, And so we're just jazzed about this life that we've built. Um, and then when we come back, we have a plan to go up the 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 West coast again to Seattle and then across through Canada to, to Boston. Cause I've always wanted to go to Boston and check that out. And yeah. so this is our lifestyle now. And, you know, it may not be for everyone, but we decided to intentionally step in this because we never knew when we were going to be able to do this again. It might be mm-hmm. some, some time yeah. and because we have the freedom to choose and, you know, we can do it, we are doing it. So that's yeah, kind yeah. of, hopefully wow. that's inspiring to you and your listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's phenomenal and remember derek is managing over 300 units in multifamily and i think you also have a portfolio of single family rentals as Correct. well i think you have like how many do you have single family just 16 rental? 16, 16 yeah. units yeah because then after that you move more into the uh, the apartment Correct. space right yep i'm starting so, to
1: slowly 1031 all of them into multifamily just because the yeah. economies of scale are there and you know um i like team and have instead of one-to-one financial books having it all centralized in one place yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so so yeah so you can see like Derek is uh, is uh, not staying in one location at the t- at the same for for very long mm-hmm. and then uh but he still manages his business wherever he is and uh and that's that's a great lifestyle i mean this is uh, this is what we do too like we, we we don't travel as much as you do uh but you know we whenever we travel it doesn't doesn't matter i mean we uh, we just came back from uh from mexico last uh, over the holidays Damn. and uh we went to, you know, so we 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 travel quite a bit, and uh, we have a lot more travel plans this uh, this year. Awesome, uh, out of state and stuff like that, uh, out of the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, the advantage is that I can I can be anywhere, and uh, I still manage the uh, the business, still work with my team, and ev- the whole team, the, everybody that's working uh, with us and for us at uh, Martel Turnkey they, they can do the same. I mean, in fact, yeah. we have two, uh, our acquisition uh, manager is actually in France right now with uh, our, you know, his girlfriend, who is also our transaction coordinator. <laughs> so they're in France right That's now. They, awesome. just went to, they just came back from Switzerland and they're working. We were on a daily call today and they were talking and it's just like, you know, and uh, enjoying their time in, in France and yeah, working a little bit, but also enjoying their time when, uh, when they're there. So-, so-
1: I have to ask the audience, right? How cool does it sound to be able to do something like this, right? Like, you know, Eric and his team are able to do this because Eric, you've created an incredible lifestyle for yourself and also for your team. And, uh, you know, that's the same, the same thing. That's what we're doing right now as well. We're, you know, our team here, we're espousing those values of making sure that whoever works with us, they live the things that we think are important as well on the freedom side because it's it's very much anti-w2 a yeah. lot of w2s like you had to go in and you have to work the job and everything but it's um this lifestyle is definitely worth fighting for mm-hmm. that's what yeah. i would say I, I would yeah i would agree obviously uh and uh, and i think
0: it may not uh, hopefully that inspires people to take action I think we, we don't talk enough about the the lifestyle and what you can mm-hmm. achieve and you know the places you can go and um you know so I think this is uh, this is why we're we're doing this why we've changed our things yeah I don't I don't own a home with you know I'm renting That's an awesome. apartment downtown LA it's a luxury apartment I tell you that mm-hmm. with a beautiful view here and all the amenities but uh I don't own a home but I own you know right now i mean our portfolio is we have 140 single family rentals that uh, in our portfolio at different stages of development for turnkey business uh, then we have apartment buildings and all of that then that that allows us to you know to be financially free well and congratulations what for matters. what you've
1: built you guys yeah. have absolutely deserved it and i know there was a point in time where you were working w2 and trying to do this on the side oh, and yeah. so we're trying to just inspire people to walk our path because yeah. man clearly both for both of us, it's worth it. We've yeah. made something incredible. Absolutely.
0: So, Derek. Uh, so, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm certainly hoping that we've inspired people, and that inspiration is going to push them a little bit to take take action and do something, get the ball rolling, and then just start with one one transaction, one mm-hmm. uh, rental property, and then see where that where that gets you. Um, yeah then a few years down the road, then you can sell your house. and, uh, and
1: Yeah, and the live world. the no, live the nomadic <laughs> life, hopping from yeah. one luxury apartment building to the other. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the internet is really leveling things out. And you'd be surprised the amazing things you can do from so far away. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, our contractors being able to like, Drop a camera inside of a room and do a, v- a video. It's like you're there. You don't have to travel yeah. to there, and you can view it any time if you have the right system set up. Mm-hmm. You can have VAs looking for certain things. This world's just so exciting, and so I oh, encourage yeah, yeah. you, you listeners, to step into it. Like you know, start with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Figure out like instead of saying, "Oh, I can't do this," instead ask yourself, "How can you?" Because you mm-hmm. can. You mm-hmm. totally can. If yeah. if Eric and I can do it, and especially me. If a dunce like me can do it, you guys can too. You're an engineer. Come
0: on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. that's, a,
0: yeah, I mean, that's the nice thing about uh, rental real estate too, uh, is you don't need to be, you don't need to be a, a genius to figure that out. It's just okay. like additions and subtraction and mm-hmm. a couple of divisions here and there, yep. but uh, and a very, little bit of luck, no, a little, no a complex little. math.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, a little bit of luck helps too. Sometimes, you know, if your if your market unexpectedly, uh, you know, appreciates by another ten yeah. percent or something, that really yeah. helps a lot. Um, but generally, you know, Eric, both you and I, we buy conservatively. We make sure that when we buy, there's enough room for the deal to make sense to sell right as soon as we buy it right to someone else so that we cover all of our exit strategies and everything. So, you know, intelligent ways to do this. I just encourage your listeners and, and everyone out there to do it with an open mind and it's an exciting business. And so I hope we've inspired you.
0: So Derek, uh, where can people reach you? Uh, You have a GPS tracker on you so we can try where in the world is uh, Derek. And
1: uh... You know, that's actually a really good idea. We we have been starting to write blog articles about all of our travels. We're just so far behind because of all these property closings that we've had. Um, But we do write about it in our newsletter. Um, so people can visit us and, and subscribe for that on our website at yeah. Um, yeah. or the easiest way to like learn about what we've doing, what we have been doing um, and how we got to where you are right now as well, Eric is our book, um, which you can also find on our website. You just go there to resources tab and go click on the book or just look me up on Amazon um, and you can find uh, me, Derek Clifford uh, in the search bar and then my book will come right up.
0: Yeah. And the book is called Part-Time Real Estate Investing for Full-Time Professionals. Yep.
1: It was written for people who are working a full-time job because I actually had the job and doing my business and writing the book at the same time. So I wrote oh, wow. it from that perspective.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. You're also on Instagram. Uh, Derek yep. loves equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a big Instagram and uh, now TikTok fam. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. All these cool stuff
1: <laughs> coming out. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so
0: Stay in touch. So Derek, again, pleasure. Pleasure speaking with you. Uh, you're an inspiration. Hopefully we're going to get people uh traveling with you maybe, maybe even to japan Who
1: knows? <laughs> yes there we go i'd love to meet you up in japan so come visit for sure All in right. april through june okay, thank great. you so much eric for having me on thank you very much thank you for listening to break away from the rat race with your host eric martel if you want to share your story and experience with our listeners please message us on facebook at break away from the rat race also please subscribe to our youtube channel and our podcast
0: on itunes